0: I want you to kind of get settled and, you know, whatever stuff you have around, put it on the floor or whatever, because w- this isn't going to be a normal Sunday. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor, ooh, goody. <laughs> so, a nor- a, not a normal service. What we're going to do is we're going we're to spend uh, some time just worshiping Jesus and letting Him speak to our hearts. And, uh, you know, some of you are maybe here for the first time and you've never been to one chapel before. We just want you to know we consider uh, you friends and family. Just join us. Join in with us. You may, you may have brought a guest here today and you're thinking to yourself, oh, great. What's going to happen now? Uh, not to worry. Um, no pressure. But what I believe about the people of God coming together is God dwells. In the praises of his people, that's what the Bible says. God dwells in in a in his people when they worship together. He he reveals himself. He shows himself. And so, where this came from was this last week. I was praying about you know where we're headed as one chapel. As you know, we've we've had a couple Sundays back here since we we uh, were meeting at Westlake, and um, and we've been all the the six weeks the six Sundays that we've had this year, we've been doing a series called uh, Do This, Not That, right? And it's kind of based on the kind of the same ideas, eat this, not that, if you've ever heard of that little diet plan. It's just real, super practical. And what it is about is prioritizing our lives and According to the scripture, how does God want us to live? Do these things and prioritize these things. We talked about a hunger for God. We talked about fighting for your family. We talked about uh, your finances and how important that is to, for that to be yielded to God. We talked about building community and, and taking care of your own temple and the, the body and talked about being a disciple, all that. It's great. But as I prayed this week, I, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, now, you've got to remind everyone That they can't just do those things in their own strength, by their own willpower, by their own ability. Because there's tons of people that made New Year's resolutions this year, and this is about the time that they're all gone. About six weeks in, middle of February, those New Year's resolutions are long gone. Because in your own strength and your own power, it is unattainable. And God wants to remind us today that it is not by power, not by our own strength, not by our own might, as Zechariah says, but by my spirit, says the Lord. There's no way to do it in your own strength. And in fact, what's so great about God is when you run out of your own strength, as we're often prone to do, we try to do it ourselves, and when we run out of our own strength, guess what? We can run into His can run into his, and so I want you to think today. You, this we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sing a little bit more. We're gonna come to the table of the Lord. We're gonna we're gonna pray for one another. I'm gonna have the prayer team come up here in a while, and if you need prayer about anything that's going on in your life, I want you to come and take advantage of that. But before we do that, I I want to set the stage for you. I want I want you to change your mind, your mindset. We often, I mean. Often we come to church and it takes us about three songs to get our minds off of what was happening in the car getting here. Sometimes it doesn't happen and we sit down and we open up the Bible, but you're thinking, "Oh, that thing at at work, I got to take care of that." And so then some of you are texting each other and you know, "Oh yeah, you think I? You think you're acting like you're reading your Bible, but I know you're really texting." There's some, but, but so so there's, there's something about being attentive to God and His Spirit and being willing to just fill up on Him. And it's, it is, what's required to do that is a childlike kind of faith. Children uh, are immersed in the moment. It is adults who worry about the past and are fearful of the future it is a it is an adult mindset that that ha, that has that going on in them and i want to challenge you i want to encourage you to have the mindset of a child to think like a child today jesus in matthew 18 he was asked who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and he spent some time talking to his disciples about it he says Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. All right? Next verse, he says, then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins or unless you, what he really was saying was unless you change in the way you think about how God works. He was talking to Pharisees. He was talking to people who were religious. He said, unless you change and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as the little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. Children are innocent. Children respond to us with innocence. I was reading um, a, a, a quote by G.K. Chesterton, who is a famous author and theologian, and here's what he said, all right? I want you to, I'm going to put this up on the screen so you can read it and kind of get it into you. He says, because children have abounding vitality, because they are, they are in spirit, fierce and free, therefore, they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again, and the grown-up person does it again until he's nearly dead, <laughs> <laughs> You ever have that? It's like, do it again, do it again. And, and it's amazing. You can do it as many times as you can do it, and they will laugh every single time. What is that? You know what that is? That's innocence. That's openness. That's just being in the moment. Here's what he says. He says, for grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony. Some of you come to church out of routine or duty, and then you end up being here and you can't engage. It's hard for you. There's a certain monotony to it. I'm doing this today because I want you to break out of your monotony. But perhaps God is strong enough to exalt In monotony, is what G.K. Chesterton says. Perhaps he's strong enough to exult in monotony. Is it possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon? It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never gotten tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy. For we have sinned and grown old, and our father is younger than we. The kingdom of God is based on the idea of coming to him like a child. The idea of the kingdom of God is coming to him in innocence and believing that he's for you, not against you. Believing that he has the best for you. It's trusting. It's open. It's not shielded. It's not resistant. I went back to Tulsa this week with my wife, Amy and I. We went to see our oldest son who's in his first year of college. He's a freshman. We haven't been there since we sent him away in August. And we sent him, and we're going to spend a day with him, and we we had eight hours driving in the car. And let me tell you, eight hours one way, and then eight hours the other way. That's 16 hours of uninterrupted time. In a house like ours, that is an incredible blessing. And so we went up there to see him and we you know he's doing great he you know he's 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 making great decisions he's you know he's he's challenged it's it's interesting at 19 years old I I, I was asking him you know what do you need what you need some shoes your, your shoes don't look good no I don't need any shoes I don't know what it is about 19 year olds they don't take care of themselves or whatever it's just weird so we're just we're just Talking to him a little bit about what's going on and he's doing great, he's getting good grades, he's involved in ministry, he's doing stuff on the campus, it's really amazing to watch. But, but I, 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 I realized there's a thing that he's trying to deal with and it's he's becoming a man and we need to let him become a man and he's still our kid. Right? So, the, so the challenge is for him to become a man, become responsible. If we've done a good job, he will, he will do it well. We'll become his peer and counselor as opposed to his authority figure. But he will also always know that his dad loves him, that his mom is for him, that he never forgets that he is part of a family and he's safe with us, and that we will do anything for him. The goal is that both will happen. And sometimes in our natural families, that doesn't happen. And so we project that onto God. He wants us to become obviously mature believers, adults, but he also wants us to know that he is for us, that he wants to give us everything that he has, everything that he has. We we took my son shopping at Walmart because he needed a prescription. So we were you know, taking care of him, you know, his mom was giving him all the drugs he needs, and and, uh, <laughs> and so we're, I'm like, okay, what do you need? What, what else do you need? you need some of this? And I, we're, we're going through the aisles, and no, I don't need any of that. Oh, you need some of this, I throw it in the, I throw it in the, in the basket. We keep going, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing all kinds of snacks and all kinds of stuff, and you need some of this? Okay, take some of this. We, no, I don't need any of that. Yeah, you need some of that. I wanted to buy him everything. I wanted him to, I wanted us to leave our time together with him, with him realizing he's safe and he's loved and he's surrounded and he's protected. And if he ever needs anything, he can call me and I'll be there like that. This is what God wants to tell you. That he's for you, not against you. That even in, even in some of your failings, even in some of the things that you've done that have failed Him this week or recently, that He's for you and He's provided for you. He's provided Jesus, His Son, to take away that sin. If you'll just turn to Him, if you'll just respond, if you'll just repent and change and turn the other direction, very simply, very innocently. Not full of all kinds of angst or resistance or, or even... Uh, a lack of faith. It's amazing when I discipline my kids, the last thing I'll do is I discipline them is I we, we hug. We have a moment where we, now are you okay? You all right? I, I love you. I, 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 know, I want you to know that I love you and that's why I'm teaching you this. And then I make them look me in the eye and I make sure they're okay. And it's amazing how fast after you do that that they're laughing and goofing off And go nuts in the house. They were just crying in the room before, but immediate change, bam. It's adults that hang on to things in their past way too long. It's adults that don't realize that God is doing something and and wants to do something right in this moment. So whatever you're facing today, I want you to take some time in this service to retrain your brain, for you to see a new perspective, for you to listen to that still small voice that is God speaking to you, for you to give him whatever is burdening you, whatever has you burdened, would you bring that burden to him and lay it down? Whatever has anxiety filling your mind today, whatever's going on, there is nothing you can do in and of yourself. In fact, Jesus, when he came, he said these words that are so powerful. He said in Matthew 11, verse 27, he says, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father and no one truly knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. Jesus was saying, I want to reveal the Father to you. I want to reveal who who God really is, because this is who he is. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. A yoke is a tool of work. It is an image of work. God works differently than you and I do, and he wants us to yoke with him, to get in the yoke with him and do the work he wants us to do. It's easier. It's less burdensome. Would you just close your eyes and maybe just bow your heads? I'm going to ask the team to lead us in several songs here, and I just, I want you to open up your heart, I want you to open up your soul, I want you to open up your mind in a different way, let God work on you, whatever has got you bound, whatever has you pulling away from Him, He wants to bring you close. Let Him soften your heart, make your heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Whatever you're worried about, give it to Him. Whatever is going on in, in your soul that's tormented, let Him come and touch you and do a miracle in this moment. Father, make us like little children. Help us to see the kingdom like, like little kids, innocent, pure, trusting. We desire You. Change our minds today. Change our hearts as we enter into a time of fixing our attention